0: Hello and welcome to the Innovia Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Bergalski. And Jeff, by popular demand, we're, we're having a podcast with the one, the Innovia Conversation hit, what, 5,000 downloads last year. And the number one podcast that we had since we've been doing this is with Master Sales Trainer from Sales Gravy, Brad Adams. So we got
1: Brad back today. Hi, Brad. Woo-hoo. Hey. how's it going (laughs) it's good to be on thank you for inviting me today love hanging out with you guys
2: yeah so what are we talking about today Steve
1: you know
0: when when we reached out to Brad and a lot of things that we've been having internal discussions on is you know we're getting a lot of questions on chat GPT on AI and you know a lot of the conversations that we have too are more for the ERP system side of it but what's really driving things, and you know, Brad, you know, most of our clients are ERP clients. And you know, when I was talking with Tim and our uh, our marketing director, it was like, okay, why is this podcast that we did about sales in the number one podcast? Not that because we know Brad's great, but you know, the topic it's really what are businesses and business for, right? right. To make revenue, to generate profit. And so I do think now we're kind of in the early stage of AI. Really affecting, helping companies sell more products. So we're excited to talk to Brad a little bit more about uh, how he sees AI affecting his clients uh, with sales gravy, and then really how we can help prepare people really for it to take advantage of it. So, you know, we're we're pretty excited about that. So Brad, I know uh, that was a lot right there. Uh, when 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 you hear when you heard AI five years ago to AI today, does it does it mean anything different to you?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, five years ago, it was this thought and this idea, you know, idea and today it's, it's there, it's upon us. And so I, I think that uh, we've got to be prepared, we've got to utilize it the right way, we've got to um, you know, figure out how to be more efficient and more streamlined without losing that authenticity and that human-to-human touch, which is so you know, so important to a lot of sales organizations. Nice. Yeah,
0: it, it is. And it, so the la- in the last year, I know uh, you have a lot of clients. Have you noticed any, is it picking up on questions asking you about it? Uh, hey, Brad, tell us about this. Or do you see this replacing? You know, the question I get is like automation helps replace people, right? To make more efficient. It's usually more on the finance side or operation side. Got a question about a month ago, first time ever. Is this going to replace salespeople? I'm like, oh, never had that question before. I mean, <laughs> have you have you have you been getting that? Or I mean, how? I'm kind of curious out there. What you know? How how do they how do they see it? I know it's pretty early in the game.
1: Sure, sure. Um, y- you know, I I I don't I my personal viewpoint. This is not sales gravies. This is my personal viewpoint. It might be sales gravies too. <clears throat> I don't see. AI replacing salespeople. Now, I'm going to say that with a caveat. If you have, if you think about it, on some level, it's already replaced salespeople. If you think about e-commerce, if you have, you know, Amazon, for instance, is is AI. It's it's e-commerce. It's um, a very low-level, you know, AI, but uh, it it keeps you from having to go to your big box store, to your grocery store in town, or or, or, you know, some of the mom and pop retailers, and so um, it 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 did kind of replace a lot of people's buying habits. Um, any kind of e-commerce out there, and so so if you have a product that is really transactional and and very much a me too, it's possible that AI could supplement or even replace a salesperson. But the more complex that you get with your product or solution, and the more your product is maybe not known and ubiquitous to the market, the more you need that human-to-human interaction. And so in, in those types of sales processes, I see AI being a useful tool, but not a a replacement. I see it making salespeople better and and maybe taking away some of the administrative things that they do or some of the... Um, you know some of the nuances, and 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 I, and I see that empowering them to to do a better job, so that they can connect with those human to human relationships, and with that authenticity.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, Jeff, I'll ask one more question, I'll, and I'll turn it over to Jeff. And you know, the, I just remember from you know my old days of, of doing sales training and working with you know ride-alongs with people that it was always like 33% of the salesperson's time is really spent selling. And where i can see ai going is what you were just kind of talking about it it can look at your sales process right it can interpret some of the data and tell you if you're being more efficient and uh, you know i try to i'm trying to think of the you know the top salesmen, your a players you know what percentage are there are they selling you know is it over 50 percent i don't know but this is going to i i think if used correctly and there's uh you know as i was surfing the uh, interweb looking for more data you know, there's not a lot, but there's some good articles about AI and selling. But I think that was kind of a message that I kept getting is that it can really take the you know the, the data that you have and help you refine your sales processes. But as you know, Brad, selling's emotion, right? <laughs> people pe- people don't like to be sold; they like to buy things, and it's a lot right. of an emotion, even in enterprise deals. And it's just it's still interesting to, to see that. So, um, um, any comments on that before I turn it over to Jeff with his hard questions? Yes,
1: yeah, I am looking forward to those hard questions maybe maybe not. Um so 100% I I in fact Steve that might even be kind of high. That number 33% might even be kind of high in some organizations. Really? I've worked with some organizations where they're spending less than 10% of the time selling and they're just, you know, pushing paper and doing admin and you know, it it's just it, it was an egregious abuse of sales. But you're exactly right. The the more time that you spend prospecting and client facing and whether that's on a video call like us or whether it's in person or even just a phone call, but the more time that you're engaging with the prospect, the more you sell. It's just a a hard truth and 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 it can't be denied. And so if you're able to increase it from 30 to 35% or 35 to 40% um, through time management or or taking some of the long, laborious tasks off your plate. And and you know streamlining it so that you can get in front of more people and have more conversations, a hundred percent you're going to sell more and you're gonna you're gonna be able to weed out some of those customers that aren't great fits for you. You're gonna be able to provide more value and you're gonna be able to get the price that that you should be able to get and therefore you know create profit for your company. Um, I'm gonna plug a partner of ours that um, just real quick. Uh, there's Chris Beale at, at Connect and Sell has a great tool and he uses a combination of AI and people. And the whole purpose of his tool is to get people to have more sales conversations. Cause we all know if you dial the phone, it's a low win probability, it works, it's never going away, but, um, but they essentially dial several people at the same time. They get somebody on the phone and then they connect it with a person and it 10 X's the number of conversations that you're gonna have in a day. And that's a great use of AI on uh, because the, the, the people that are prospecting and talking to more people are, are selling more things. So So tools along the lines of that that could get you talking to more people and and taking out some of that admin and things that you do in your day that aren't productive, um, I 100% think that those could be extremely useful to sales organizations.
2: well okay then steve said it's my turn so i'm gonna take (laughs) over um we have yet to um we have i don't know if we've mentioned steve's favorite um term yet of crm but um so so we'll continue without without mentioning that um i'm gonna say the that you know one of the things i think that i've i've found in um in just you know this uh, preparing for this this podcast um The idea that, you know, will you type something in like into Google, like uh, will salespeople be replaced with AI? One of the uh, one of the. reassuring points i found was that uh there, it was almost like a, a meme of this but um salespeople will never be replaced with ai because that that assumes that prospects know what they want um and and um and are able to articulate that in a way that uh, artificial intelligence can understand and i think in our pre-conversation before the episode we talked a little bit about um the emotions of um, and and being able um, artificial intelligence being able to to sense that um, what are your thoughts on on artificial intelligence at this point in time and being able to to sense you mentioned that uh, that company that you were plugging about how they they can get the the temperament of the call um, but but really you know what I've learned from you over the last few years in terms of you know the importance of an emotional connection? What do you think about AI in that space?
1: So it's a good question. Um, And the two things I think about that, uh, I just don't know if AI can replicate. And, you know, as I'm saying this, there's some people out there that are designing AI that are saying, hold my beer, watch me, right? (laughs) And, uh, but I, I think that the thing that they're gonna struggle to replicate is emotional intelligence and authenticity. And that that's such a huge deal. People want to buy from people that are trusted advisors to them, that they feel that they can trust, and they feel have some valuable advice. Um, and 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 like you said, they don't want to be sold; they want to buy. And 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 there's it, it's a very nuanced process to lead people with questions, discovery, research, insights. Uh, in a conversation to get them to the revelation, to the revelation—I'm making up words—the revelation that they um, that they do in fact have an issue that could in fact be solved and could in fact get them an outcome um, that they're not presently getting using what they're doing. And if if AI can navigate that conversation we've got bigger problems than just replacing salespeople. We've got maybe replacing humanity as a whole. And um, and and I just don't, I, I just, I, I'd like to think that um, with the advancements that AI is, is experiencing that at some point they're gonna put it on a set of rails. So, because if you replace humans, then what are we even doing anyway, right? <laughs> Completely. And so um, but but I see I'd like to tell kind of a quick and silly story, and I don't even know if this is a real story, but it's it might be a parable. It's something I saw on Facebook, Uh, but it's a story about the the ship. And there is a ship that the engine wasn't working and they hired multiple mechanic after multiple mechanic and they couldn't get the engine working. And so they hired this this mechanic that was a very seasoned mechanic. He had been doing this for years and years and years. He showed up with a toolbox. He walked down, he looked at it, he came back out, he grabbed a hammer, he walked back down into the engine room and uh, and came back out and handed, you know, had, had got the ship running and, and handed the 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 company a bill for ten thousand dollars. And they're like, what? you spent like 10 minutes here and you're, we're going to need an itemized bill. And so he scratched out what he did. And then he said, tapping the engine with a hammer, $2, knowing where to hit and how hard to hit $9,998. And, and it's a silly story about the experience and, and kind of what you pay for when, when you're working with someone who actually knows what they're doing. And I just uh, I see AI struggling to to get there, but I see AI being a very very useful tool to streamline a mechanic like that, so that they can so he can tap more engines and and build more people. So um, I, I think if you think about an AI as a tool rather than a a replacement, then that's probably a better use of it and and that's probably where i see it fitting in into the sales
2: arena yeah that's um uh, that's a great uh, that's a great story um the you know when i look at what microsoft has in in our space for ai there's tools that help developers code there's um and, and there is part of um of of some sales assistance through um they've got a co-pilot product that that tries to take information that's already entered descriptions of items and create marketing text from that but then also there's um and, and steve knows this as well because they turned this on a few months ago for us this viva sales which is um which is um i think right to your point about ai helping um but not Being a replacement. So it will, um, Viva sales will analyze your meetings um so a teams meeting it's looking at the transcript and um in analyzing and and um giving sentiment notes about you know the positive and and negative and and then it will also when it hears things like um promising a follow up um even though that's just done verbally it will actually set reminders for you so in that sense you know for fo- it's really helpful to have a, a tool that in case you didn't write it down in the meeting um, um, captures those reminders for you, but the part of it that that tries to summarize sentiment is just not act like I go to meetings that I didn't attend, um, like the sales meeting. I go back and check in the sentiment notes where it says there's a negative sentiment, they'll put a little red dot at that time in the meeting. Um, I don't, I'm like, why is this? Uh, why is this thing it's negative? Like, it's just someone saying, you know, um no you didn't do anything wrong so so it's it's trying but uh but it's not quite there yet in the sales process
1: so i was just on a call with one of my customers and uh and and it might have been viva sales frankly but they were looking at this platform so that they could take the transcripts of their team and 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 do a better job coaching and um and it it, again it, it may have been that platform but the tool was a really really neat tool Um, And what you can do is you can program in keywords. For instance, I've been working with this client. They they receive call-ins and they sell capital equipment. And one of the things I've been working with them is, is asking for the business at the end. They were sending quotes, let me know if I can help you. You know, They weren't saying, shall I get this on order? Let me get this going for you. And just that one thing that they did gave them an immediate lift of about 4 or 5%, and we're talking millions and millions of dollars, about 4 or 5% in, in, in sales closing. And, and that's just month one. They're going to get better at it. Everybody's going to do it. But the challenge is, is you've got a team of 50 sales professionals that are talking on the phone all day, having all of these conversations. And as a leader, even though I only have eight to 10 of those, imagine the burden of having to go back and listen to the recordings of those calls that are five, 10, 20, 30 minutes sometimes to see if they asked for the business. Well, this tool allowed you to program keywords in it, like, let me you know, get this on order order this, um, put an order together. Like you could do exact phrases, keyword searches, and then it's it's combing through all of that data to find those keyword searches. And then it can say green light, they did it. Yellow light, they kind of did it. Red light, they didn't do it. And it flags the the, the conversation so that the leader can say, let me pull all the red conversations that the rep didn't ask. And let me see if I have some trends amongst my team, you know, is Mary doing it egregiously and, and, and Nancy is doing it amazingly. And then I can, I can identify where to coach so I can spend more time coaching and less time listening and observing and try to find that needle in the haystack of where they did or didn't do it. So tools like that, um, you know, they're brilliant. So uh, if a leader can coach more calls and upskill more people in, in every single day, that team is gonna to get to excellence faster and they're gonna sell more stuff. Like you said, Steve, SMS. That's what we do, right? That's right. Sell more stuff and
2: sell more stuff. I like I like Brad's version. It's a little cleaner than
0: It's the G version. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> PG. Okay, well, I've got uh I've got one more question before I, I give it back to Steve. Um sure. and I guess this would be from a perspective of um maybe a, a sales t- um leader in the organization, but um what is uh, because we've got you know thousands or hundreds or dozens of people like that listening to us what would you um at this point in time i guess how much um how much should should um sales leaders be looking at ai as a tool is it um i mean are the are the people who aren't looking at it yet really missing the boat or how important do you think at this time. Um, of course, like a week from now, it could be outdated because something amazing will happen. But but how do you think, uh, how important is it that sales organizations be looking at this now?
1: I, I think it's something that that sales organizations should be looking into, but I don't think that you should buy it or or access it or get it unless you could truly, truly see the ROI of that particular tool. And 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 here's the challenge. I, I work with companies that are very mature that have been around for over 100 years. I work with startups, and then everything in between. Um, if a startup is investing in a lot of AI, but they don't even have their messaging or their buyer's journey figured out, then then it's not going to matter. It's just going to be a tool that nobody's going to use. That's not going to help. Um, if if you know it, ultra high performers, the A plus 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 players. Um, you know, if you're putting a roadblock in front of them to slow them down, where they're already killing it and crushing quota and bringing revenue, um, then then that's going to hurt the organization. I see I see the, these tools being best used on that middle of the pack group of salespeople. The the people that are just falling short. Yes, we can invest time in them, but at some point, you know, maybe it's time to cut bait. And I don't know if a tool is going to help the people that are completely bombing it get to where they need to be unless they're just starting. Obviously, the new people. Um, And so I I would say uh, tread lightly, tread lightly, be aware, um, you know, be thinking about what your outcome would be from investing in a tool and um and, and and really feel like that you'll be able to get that outcome if if you have this AI tool that's identifying a bunch of conversations, but you're not willing to take those conversations and then coach the people, it's going to be a waste of money. so yes, keep an eye on it um, but I, I don't believe that if you're not looking at it today or tomorrow that you're going to get left behind next week I, I just it, we're not there yet it's It's just like. It's just like HubSpot, like you were talking about CRM. It's like um, uh, an ERP tool for for a manufacturer. There's a lot of manufacturers out there that don't have ERP tools that are that are humming along quite nicely. Uh, there's a lot of sales teams that don't use CRM or haven't fully adopted it that are still doing well. And um, it, it's just it, it, it's a tool that's got to make sense for your organization, and and you've got to use it, and you've got to make sure it's providing an ROI for you.
2: Long long answer. Sorry. Gotcha. No, nope. that's a that that's a, a great answer, and I think that's the yeah. It's um you want to evaluate new technology in the same way that you um make your all of your business decisions, and it should be based around ROI. All right, Steve, I'm I'm handing it back to you. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's great information, and you know what I presented to a, a Houston Microsoft group uh, a couple weeks ago, and. And I kind of got involved. It was more of how to utilize the relationship management and, and ERP systems, sell more stuff. And you know, I kind of went back and looked at the numbers of sales. And there was an article in the Wall Street Journal back in 2022, just recently, that it used to be about four years ago, 500,000 sales professional vacancy, open jobs, and now it's three quarters of a million. It's 750,000 professional salespeople that that are they're just open jobs and the younger generation doesn't view sales as like, Ooh, a great career. I mean, not many, you know, our generation, not many people went to school to become a salesperson, right? You just kind of ended up in sales. Now they have sales programs, but as, but as a company, as a sales leader, you know, Brad, I'm sure you talk about the numbers of selling 50% of salespeople only make one call back, right? Half the salespeople, actually now it's 66%. Half the salespeople, it might even be north of this, Brad, don't even ask for the sale, right? And, and and then 80% of the sales are made between the 5th and the 12th sales engagement, sales call. And that's where I think as a sales leader for AI and relationship management, if you, and, you, know, you almost have to take a look at it because if you're struggling to find, I told people, I said, if you have that A player that's out there peddling, calling and, and taking care of the customers and they're a person of excellence, I said, you need to go back and give them a hug. Because they can get a job anywhere tomorrow, right? You know, the B players, you know, they're, they're, they're not quite there. They might be farmers versus hunters, but but they're doing a good job and they want to learn, you know. And and But there's a majority of those in C players, right? Just, they're just kind of there. And so I can see the AI as a sales leader. How can we automate things, take the data and put processes in? Because if you're not going to call the client back, like I got an email Yesterday, it was 30 days to the date where the person came in and tried to rob me on putting two sliding doors in my house. (laughs) It was so high. But the automated email basically wanted to follow up with me. And the guy never called me, whatever. So I just wonder if that was just an automatic setting in their system, right? But at least that did it versus missing that opportunity because staying in front of the customer is important. So I I think, you know, Brad, you deal with these companies and the numbers of sales quite a bit. Right. I, I I can see. I mean, do you have when you talk with your clients about, OK, how can we put in processes to have salespeople have a plan to follow up? I mean, how, how many conversations do you have around that?
1: So I'm going to share with you this. is This is kind of the answer you're looking for. And I'm going to ask it. I'm going to answer it directly. So I'm working with a company um, right now and uh, they do they have a coding academy where they teach people how to code. And, um, and, and the, the company is, is an awesome company. They've grown like crazy and they put a lot of automated processes in place because they need to take the burden off their sales team to, you know, to, to talk to people. They, if they talk to students, they enroll students. If, if they don't talk to students, they don't enroll students. It's just that simple. And so they put some, some texting in place that someone could come in, like they've got a brilliant marketing funnel, lots of great leads coming in. And then they put a text track in place where um the the texting automates, you know, do you want to go ahead and book an appointment with somebody? Do you want to do this and do you want to do that? And people are booking appointments two weeks out and and people are sort of not following the track that they provide for them. And and what they found is um that that they've now gotten to about a 15 to 20% show rate on the appointments. About 80% of people are not showing up and and that's too high that's too high i I've, I've seen 50 60 you know that's kind of acceptable depending on the industries you know for me it's much higher but i have sort of conversations ahead of time and so what i told them to do is i said the moment a lead comes in pick up the phone and call it and say thank you for your interest and and, and engage with them right away and then and then book a meeting that's near not 2 weeks out time kills deals and then, and then after you book the meeting, ask them a couple qualification questions to make sure that they're actually looking for coding. A couple of people were looking for medical device or, or medical coding and things that they, that's not their purview, so they could disqualify them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So wh- what we found by making that change is, is it immediately lifted it from 10% to over 50% show rate. What's the difference? The human to human connection. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure that when we're inserting these processes and systems and things that we don't take away the human connection. Now, if we have some processes in place to prompt our individual people, hey, you need to call this person. It's been a while. Um, those are kind of already there. If you think about any CRM, they've got tasks and those tasks give you a push. Those tasks give you a push notification. You need to do this follow up task. You have overdue tasks, you, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's some of that already in place, um, but at the end of the day, if they're not responding to it, then what has to happen? Does the manager automate a process with ugly, nasty grams to the person, or does the manager go and schedule a meeting like this and say, hey, we need to have a conversation? So it's not going to replace that coaching. It's not going to replace the the, the doing. Um, but it might remind and prompt. It might have a little bit of lift, but at the end of the day, you've got to have that human-to-human human connection, whether you're leading and coaching a team, whether you're working with somebody and bringing them on a buyer's journey, whatever that looks like, you just you can use it as a tool, but it's not going to replace that, that, those conversations and that human-to-human human connection. If a person doesn't know why they should follow up with somebody, then they're probably not going to do it. If they see the value and they're going to make more money and make co- more commission. They're probably going to do it. AI is not going to tell them that. The leader's got to work that through with them. I don't know well, if I answered your question or not.
0: Well, you know, you did. And I think what, you know, the the message about AI it is to our listeners is that it's it's not going to replace salespeople. CRM is not going to replace salespeople. They're tools. And mm-hmm. for sales leadership, I think how can we utilize these tools, which which you're getting at? Because- you know, my mindset is I think of like when I first heard a CRM 20 years ago, it was like, oh, Big Brother's watching all this stuff. They're kind of, you know, all these things can happen. then I learned, oh, this this reminded me to call somebody where as I've gotten older, I don't remember quite as good as when I was younger. And then you can embrace it and build it out. Right. But, the you know, the mindset of an a player is that 10x mindset. Right. Pick up the phone and call. You know, send information, you know, continue the conversation, lead, have the internal process. And I think where AI is going to benefit is it's going to show companies, look, all right, these, these folks here are doing this. AI is interpreted and said, if you do this, you have a higher close rate. you're going to get more, more calls, more meetings, whatever it is, you know, and then try to basically improve your process for everybody else. Now, if everybody else right. can get on board, that's going to be a challenge forever, right? Because, uh, uh, you know there's there's so much emotion involved in selling. And uh, but i do I do say you talked about the chat. Like we have our when you come to the Inovia website, a little box comes up. And so we're actually have in the last probably what four or five months, Jeff, I don't know if you popped on, uh, the questions have gotten better, right? We've re- redefined things based on response rate and people kind of digging in continue that conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's where AI be the sales for us is is really helping us. It's kind of telling you, yeah, that's kind of working. Oh, this is really working or this will help you with it. So, but I, but yeah, nothing replaces the, that human connection, you know, people buy on emotion and, uh, uh, and, and and salespeople, you know, it's interesting. I just remember a salesperson, I begged them to ask, like, did you ask the client if they're going to buy? And she just said, I can't. And I was like, what do you mean you can't? She was, you know, it, it just showed you that everybody's afraid of that, that two-lettered mean word, no. Because if if they don't say no, Brad right, it's an island of hope. I'm like, oh, they haven't said no. And we know it's what? All right. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, on that. But I think if you can see that, look, by just by having that process, other people are asking. You know, it's, it's an ask. It's a conversation, right? It can really refine that. So I know we're coming up on time. Um, so tell us about. Uh, maybe sales gravy, how you're, um, you know, planning for AI conversations moving forward or are working with these smaller companies that are maybe like coming to you that are more startups, right? You said you have startups, you have these older companies that are maybe coming to you and say, Hey, Brad, we're using these tools. We want to kind of get your take on, is this really worth the time? Are, are, are you seeing more of that? Or I mean, what's, how, how's it trending in the industry?
1: Well, I'm seeing more of that because I saw none of that a few years ago. So, right, right. <laughs> it's not an everyday occurrence, though. Um, but you know, I've got lo- a lot of clients just like Anovia. That if if you guys wanted recommendations and and me to jump in on a meeting, hey, we're looking at exploring this. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, I talk to salespeople every day, and I work with a lot of sales organizations. So I'm 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 happy to to provide my opinion on on, on that. Yes. Um, but I would say the biggest thing, if you're if you're a company and you're considering AI, um, how are you going to use it? Are you going to use it? And what is it going to accomplish for you? What's the, and, and what's the ROI going to be? Um, I don't think AI is at a point where you can take a company that's got a completely broken sales process and fix it. I think AI is at a point where if you've got a company that has a good sales process, make it a little bit better or 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 keep people connected to the sales process a little bit better like like doing your steps and doing the known tried and true things that you're doing i think it's a great tool for leadership to to observe and 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 find opportunities to coach and uh there's just there's a lot of good out there but it's not a magic you know it's not a magic pill or a magic wand it's um, um not yet anyway maybe it will be right. someday but uh, it, it's a useful tool, just like the hammer and, and the guy that fixed the boat. You know, he he couldn't just, like, give the person the hammer and they could go take it and fix it. It needed his expertise and his wisdom to to know where to hit and how hard to hit.
0: And that's, that was a great story. And, you know, one of the things that always stuck out with the number of sales that 90% of salespeople have never read a book on selling. Read a book. I mean you got all this access right and, and when we engage with sales gravy you know originally uh, i remember the conversations like oh, we're too small we can't afford them and you know that that's that wasn't true that wasn't the case you know right we have a lot of companies out there that are maybe more smb out there that they they know they need help redefining their sales process in, in sales coaching so if they were interested in engaging with SalesGrip, maybe you can tell a little bit more about how that would work and and how to get a hold of you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So just this year, we've created uh, LMS integration and Team Hub, and 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 that is a you know enterprise quality level training and 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 processes um, for small you know, for SMBs, small to mid-sized businesses. Uh, we have live training, we have live virtual training. We do consulting, we do uh, projects, we build playbooks, we build onboarding programs. If it has to do with salespeople, we can help you. And uh, if there's any you know, questions, you can come to our site, uh, salesgravy.com and, and chat with somebody on chat, or you can hit me up directly, brad at salesgravy.com. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well. My LinkedIn profile has my phone number at the top. It's my actual real phone number that I have on do not disturb right now. It's that, uh, to call me. And, uh, and if I'm not talking to people like you or, or training or, or in front of people, I'll answer my phone. So, um, so I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast today and I appreciate you letting me tell you a little bit about what we do.
0: Awesome. Jeff, any closing thoughts with you?
2: Um, no, nothing, uh, nothing to, uh, um, too important. Other than, I want to say that it's not a world that I'm just going to tell you this joke because it's something that that really resonates with me. But but, um, you know the opposite. I don't even know that this is a joke, but the opposite of artificial intelligence is natural stupidity. So. Um,
0: <laughs> that's a,
2: a great place to 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 leave it, and that's something that uh, that really resonates with me because, uh, well, I'm not going to get into those details, but uh, yeah, thanks a lot for being here, Brad. It was uh, yeah. great yeah. insights, and I know that um our listeners love uh, love to hear from you based on your last visit. So uh, so thank you, Steve. Yeah,
0: and, always, and we we appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. And as always, you can find our podcast on all the streaming channels. You can find it on our YouTube channel. Uh, if you want more information uh, about Anovia, uh, obviously our website, anovia.com, where we list all our training and all the things we have coming up in the near future. And Brad, once again, thank you for coming. And this podcast is over.